yourself. Be authentic. We want an authentic queen. These are the phrases we often hear in the beauty pageant industry and throughout life. But are we willing to accept and respect a person even if we disagree? Alejandra Pagan raised this and many other questions during our interview. She represented Puerto Rico in the Miss Charm Beauty pageant in 2023 and placed first runner-up in Miss Universe Puerto Rico 2018. But above these titles, she considers herself to be a firm believer in God. We speak about the presence of God in beauty pageants, letting go of control, the power of struggling, and politically correct answers. Let's meet her. Alejandra, estuviste en la espera que desespera. You were waiting for a long time when it comes to that final stage to, okay, it's time to represent my island. It's time to say Puerto Rico. A bunch of people could have said, you know what, F it, I'm done. This is too much for me, but you didn't. So my question is, what kept you going? I wanted to represent my country. Obviously, when I competed in Miss Universe Puerto Rico, being so close, you could almost taste it. So Literally. I was like, I, I want to do this. I like, this cannot be it. I cannot finish here. And everybody always told me, oh, you're going to competing. And I was like, oh, no. But in my head, I was like, I have to. I have to I'm do so something ready. with this. Right. Because, yeah, this could not be in vain. And I knew that I could do a good job. And... You know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It it went through my mind giving up and saying, you know what? This is too much. I've waited three years and I saw other contestants get married, have kids. And I was like, really? And I'm still waiting for this. Like you ask oh. yourself, is this the right thing to do? Each Christmas, my, my family was like, are you going to Vietnam? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Oh. When, but <laughs> Even when it was the right time, it wasn't until I had like my plane tickets that I was like, okay, this is for real. Because there was always a change. Something happened. I, I think it was three times when we mm -hmm. really believed that, okay, this is going to happen. And it didn't. And so I was like, you know what? If, if it happens, then it happens. I also knew that I couldn't live with myself is if I saw another girl saying Puerto Rico at the Miss Charm stage. I just knew that I couldn't, I couldn't see that. I couldn't bear to, to know that I let that opportunity go. So that's what kept me going. And I'm proud and I'm grateful that I, that I waited. Competition can bring a lot of pressure. <laughs> you mentioned like yeah. three years being consistent, gym, uh, social media exposure, um, people telling yeah. you uh, comments, suggestions, the shoulds, you should do this, you should do that, you should go right, you should go left. So my question is, did you ever feel like you gave in and compromised like your essence and who Alejandra is? I learned to deal with that. But, you know, I didn't necessarily let my, my team or the people around me know because I knew, for example, if there was um, like a controversial question, they always told me, oh, you need to answer this. Yes. And in my mind, I was like, no, I'm not saying that. And oh, you're going to lose the crown. And I, and I was like, I don't care. I don't want to I don't want to win a crown by lying because that's mm. not me. And yeah, I, I won a crown, but I lost myself. And mm. how can I stand here and invite other people to be their authentic self when I'm the first one lying? Like, I couldn't bear myself to to do that. And, and I knew that I, I owe it to myself and to my students, to my family, to the people that had watched me grow, to be honest. And in that, 
in those things, like I was, I learned that I couldn't say everything to them because then they would feel like I wasn't appreciating what they were doing for me or mm -hmm. like I didn't want this enough. And another thing that we talked about, I always, I never expose myself. I never wear like anything too sexy or stuff like that. I mean, just look at my Miss Universe Puerto Rico dress. It was literally like, you couldn't see anything, not even my body yeah. shape. And I wanted to sustain that. But because of the the fact that, you know, we had to get the dress in the luggage and it was going so far, then I had to compromise with the dress, but I didn't compromise with the color because I said, okay, I'm going to wear something like you're recommending, but <laughs> don't give me silver, don't get me gold and don't get me white. I want to stand right. out. So I want it's a happy to remember medium. the color. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I knew that I needed to show people different sides of me because yes, I'm very, I like to show myself with intelligence and stuff like that, but I also really enjoy like the swimsuit competition. And I, there's another fun side of me that maybe people didn't get to watch. What practices have you implemented? Like maybe on a daily basis, maybe you, maybe some processes in the past have helped you to understand, okay, who Alejandra is ever since i was young i was in middle school i always went to church and to youth groups and stuff like that so i always learned um what the bible said and stuff like that and yes. i was really took it to heart it wasn't something that i took lightly and growing up it was even sometimes it hit me harder because really? sometimes i knew and i thought that okay what i'm doing maybe this isn't the right thing for me And wow. the fact that I, I, I never stopped going to church, even when I was in Vietnam, that Sunday, uh -huh. we were on a bus really? and I had my phone and I watched, yeah, like, um, La Misa, um, claro. I watched it. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was always a part of me. And I think that my family also keeps me very grounded, but I also needed to make space for myself. For one, my, my family never wanted me to compete in beauty, in beauty pageants. So I had to make that Ooh. decision for myself and realize, okay, this is something that I want to do. I'm not going to give in on anything because, you know, they had like a really specific view on pageantry and these girls, they are selling themselves. And I was like, okay, mm. I need to prove them that I can do this without losing myself. And so I think that was the first thing that let me know you can do both things and this is who you are. You can be the intellectual Alejandra and you can be the one that gives everything on stage. You don't have to choose between the two. And that, that just gave me a whole another vision of myself because I, I understood that I was able to give so much more than I ever thought. And I think sometimes we judge ourselves in, mm -hmm. in the knowledge that we had. I cannot tell the Alejandra from 2018 to believe in herself and to trust the process because she didn't have the knowledge that I have right now. And so mm. I think that it's unfair for us to judge our past selves with our current knowledge because there's no way for us to know. And the right. fact that I went through all of that and I got first runner up when I never thought I would have placed that far, um, that made me feel like more confident in myself. And that made me understand, okay, this is who you are. These are the decisions that you're taking for yourself, not for anybody else. And my family didn't want me to go to Vietnam either. And I went alone wow. for the first time. So 
Yeah, I learned I learned to take decisions for myself and and to trust myself. And it was hard, of course. It was. I mean, everything that is worth fighting for is. But still, I, I don't regret anything. And those are the things that keep me grounded and just help me go through everything. I love that you mention God, your spirituality, and how even in another country you stay faithful to your routines to your protocols and to your time to, okay, getting grounded, getting connected with my being, with God. Tell me what role God played in your participation in pageants. I think from the very start, I, before anybody else knew, I presented it to him. I was like, okay, this is something that I feel like I, I want to do. But let me know if it's not something that I should do. <laughs> Just give me give me a sign. And I remember um, the casting that I was going to, it got canceled. So I was like, okay, this is a sign. This is not for me. Nobody knew that I wanted to go. And wow. after that, um, I remember that they gave us like no class. We were in college and I was like, okay, there is one casting left. I have no class. I can do this. Like maybe uh-huh. this is for me. Like, and I called my mom and I and I let her know. But I think that God definitely gave me the strength to tell them because I love my parents, but they're very strict. Okay. And you know, from the very beginning, I let one of my friends know, and I didn't have a car back then, so I would carpool with her, and oh. we would always pray the rosary for the pageants. Always, like it was one of the intentions wow. that we had. Like God, Alejandra wants to join this pageant like you know her heart you know what is good for her and just let her be a testimony wherever it is that she goes and Mm -hmm. so definitely God gave me the strength through prayer he I believe that he is the one that that placed in a lot of people's hearts to help me because I didn't have any money again I didn't have a car so I wanted to go to a beauty pageant (laughs) which is sometimes you know more expensive very expensive so uh, yeah very expensive and so and I remember that you know one of my priests he like it was his birthday or his anniversary or something and Uh I remember that uh, people gave him money and after the mass he went up to me and he gave me the entire money like the whole amount wow and I was like okay whatever what is this this is too special yeah and it was crazy because I never thought like a priest like it was it was weird for me and so many people helped me after the pageants finished. Um, there was a sister that wrote me. Her name is Sora Alejandra. And she told me, oh, you, you had me with the rosary in hand watching the whole pageant. And the fact that I knew that God had touched so many people through my participation, like it was like an answer. Okay, I, I did the things that I had to do. And you definitely put me here. And sometimes people say, oh, my God, like, this is not the place to do this. This is not the place to be talking about God. But how can we expect people to know about him and for us to see change if we don't go into the places where that's not happening? Like, this is where we should be. So, but it was really hard. It was really hard because... Of course, I said some controversial things, you know, that's bound to happen. And uh-huh. I think that really affected me in pageantry. I really, really? do. But yeah, 
And that's why I think I'm never going to win. Really? What controversial things you said that you think pulled you away from the crown? When I was competing, it was Uh the first trans women to compete in Miss Universe, España. Yes. And we were taking like a course on how to answer controversial questions. And I just asked... I think it was Sara Pastor. I asked her, like, mm-hmm. what what can we say if we don't agree, but we want to be respectful, you know, so of people course. don't say that we're um, transphobic or stuff like that. Yeah. Because one thing is, one no, thing, and I want to make this very clear, exactly. One thing is to disagree. Another thing is to be disrespectful. And that's the in-between that you wanted to be. Like, yeah. I disagree, but I'm very respectful. I respect whomever thinks otherwise. So what did she say? To go in the middle and not get into the depth of the answer or anything like that. But I remember that we, we, some of the contestants were talking about that. And a lot of them were saying, oh, no, I don't agree with that. I don't think that she should be competing and stuff like that. And when we were exposed in front of other people, they would lie. And they would say that, of course, we love that um, Mm. inclusion and whatever. And I couldn't, I was like so mad. Because they were older than me. And I was like, okay, you're older than me. You have more experience than me. You can't be courageous enough to say what you really think about this. Because I really respect the people that just stand up for what they believe in. And don't change whether, you know, if these people agree or disagree. Whatever. And I remember after the day, you know, everything ended. I went home. And one of my, one of the person, one of the people from my team, they called me. And he said, what did you say today about trans people? And I was like, nothing. I just asked, you know, how could I deliver this without being, you know, mean or people thinking that I'm being disrespectful or anything like that. And I was, how, how do you know what I said? And, right. and he was like, oh, I know everything. Everything, you know, in this, and like in this industry, everything is known. Like there are no secrets. And from then, I just, I felt it like, okay, this is something that I really want, but I don't think this is going to be a real space for me. Like, if I win, Mm. I don't think that I'm going to have a good reign. And I never said this to anyone. You you are the first one. Because I I feel like, like I said, I... I don't think that there really is a space for me because of that. I think that we are living right now in a society that wants to be inclusive. And I really appreciate that. But I think that in our want to do that, we are just pushing aside another side, another set of people like Christians and Catholics. And if we really want to be inclusive, then we should be able to listen to each other, agree to disagree, Mm. and that's it. But the fact that you are literally thinking that I'm not going to be able to do a job because I think differently. It, it was mm. really hard for me. And I remember that there was one of, in, in one of the talleres, there was one of the girls and she's a trans woman mm-hmm. and she did my makeup once. So it was after that whole debacle about the question and everything. And I went okay. up to her, up to her and I just hugged her and I, Oh, hello. Guess it. And yeah. I, everybody was like, Oh my God, you're greeting her. And I was like, yeah, because those things Why? are completely different. Exactly. Uh-huh. And I was like, that that's the thing that people don't understand, that you can love somebody, that you can appreciate them and not necessarily be 
um, content or agree with what they're doing or, or with the fact that there are some rules that I think that would, should remain unchanged. And But you can still love that person. I mean, I love my sister and I don't agree with everything that she does. So, right. you know, why, why can't we apply the same thing to everything? And that's what I always say that I, I want to be pageantry because I really think that there is a need for people like me to say the things that I'm saying. But I don't think that right now there is a real space for me. So everybody always asks me, oh, are you going to try again? And I say, I don't know what I need to, to do differently to, to get a crown because I already give every single part of me. I give my time, everything, and, and it still isn't enough. So you have to recognize, okay, maybe this is not a space for me right now. I remember that in an interview, and I think this goes along, you shared people say that queens are not perfect but they are not willing to share this side, referring to the vulnerable side. And my question is, what situation do you haven't shared because of the fear of being vulnerable? Well, I think one of the things that I have never shared, it was after the Miss Universe Puerto Rico final. I think it was the next day I went home. I was feeling really down, honestly. Like yeah. the, the day of the parents, I was really grateful that I had gotten so far because I really didn't think that I would have. But when I, when you are there, you are so close, you know, the job that you did, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's okay to it's be sad. It's completely yeah. normal. Yeah. It's completely normal. You know, you, you fought so hard for this and the fact that you didn't get it, you know, it's okay. But when I was home, I remember there was a guy that was from my team and he called me. There is one thing that I never um, really could have completely got rid of when I was in pageants, specifically in Miss Universe Puerto Rico. I always had problems with my skin. You know, I always really? had acne. And okay. yeah, and it was really uncomfortable for me because I would go to to different places and people would tell me, oh, are you washing your, your face? Are you eating a lot of chocolate? And I was really like literally starving myself because I was doing a diet. I was taking 11 supplements a day. Um, I went to like four dermatologists. I went to so many different things and I was doing everything that was in my hands to work on this. Mm -hmm. And I remember that day, that guy, he called me and he said, you know why you lost? Because of your acne. Because Denise Quinones, first beauty queen, could not have acne. Those Are were his words. Me? Yeah. And, you know, I, I never spoke of this because I think that it's irrelevant. And I know that at the time he didn't really understand the impact that those words would have on me because I still remember them up to this day. What um, the heck is wrong with this human really being? Hard for me. <laughs> it was really hard for me. And, you know, I it was something that I couldn't control. I, and I was doing everything right. that I could to work on it. And, yeah, I mean... A lot of people don't know that I have acne because I, they have never seen me face to face. So I was like, only a selective group of people know this because of they, yeah. they've seen me up close. But I don't think that this is something that is going to be that enable me to to do something or to be the representative of Puerto Rico because I have so many other things to offer. But it was something that was really hard for me. 
because I still face problems with my skin and I'm still working on it and I still haven't found um, the source of it, but it's something that I've been battling with since middle school. And those words, they really like, it was heartbreaking. Wow. For me. I'm so sorry that you had to deal with this person. And I thank you a lot for your vulnerability up to this day. Have you gotten over that mentally? I think that I have. I think it's a process. I think sometimes I look at myself in the mirror and I see like I have breakouts and stuff like that. And I don't even know mm -hmm. why and where they came from. And so there's always mm -hmm. something and You know, this might sound a little cheesy, but I am grateful for the problems, the problems that I've had with my skin, just for the fact that they made me feel empathy. Because if I, if I would have seen myself and felt perfect, I wouldn't have understand what other people are going through. From everything that happens, we can always get something out of it. And even if we don't identify what the thing is, Just the fact that you can feel empathy for other people and you can listen to them and really understand what they're going through. Because I wouldn't have understand it, understood many things if I didn't go through them myself. And so it has been hard. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I just don't want to go out because I have this huge set and it hurts and I don't want to go to work and anything like that. But I know that my value is not based on that. And I always share with my students and I find that to be really helpful because when you are vulnerable and you let them know that you are struggling too, then they open up and they share many other different things that they are struggling with. And I think that that adds depth to the relationship, to the group, to the class, to whatever it is. You keep mentioning God constantly. And based on this conversation, I can tell that he's in your every day step of the way were you ever afraid to come out to the beauty pageant industry as I'm a Christian and I don't come alone I come with God whether you like to hear it or not I it's not something that I hid I don't think I ever did because you know I would share it with the contestants and I would pray like they would see me pray When I went to the Miss Universe Puerto Rico, I had my rosary. So it I don't feel like it's something that I necessarily hid from people. The fact, the thing that did terrify me was the fact that I would get a controversial question because I knew that I wouldn't lie. And I was afraid of the backlash and of the response of the people. But I always said, you know, God, whatever it is that they ask me, speak through me because you are love, you are mercy. So I know that whatever it is that comes from you will be good. And so, you know, mm. those were, that was my prayer the entire time. And I, I attribute everything that I have to God because he is the one that has helped me get here. I never really felt the necessity to say I'm a Christian, I'm a Catholic, whatever. But when mm. people saw the way that I was with them, a lot of people told me, oh, you, you are really different. You're, you are, you're 18, but you're really mature. And that was like, okay, I'm doing something well. I'm doing something differently that it's definitely having an impact. So that was good. But yeah, he's definitely part of my daily life. And I get mad at him, of course. And I ask <laughs> why. And something, there are some things that I don't understand. But I try to remain faithful. I try. <laughs> What would you say to those people that just like your parents thought, you're a Christian. You're a Catholic, 
how are you going to immerse yourself in this world that where women just sell themselves, sell their body? What would you say to those people? There are still people that don't agree with the fact that I am in beauty pageants and they see me stand up for a communion at mass and they they look like, and they judge. I know that happens, that it's still going mm. to happen. Um, but I would just say to them that you don't have to give in. God needs us in spaces where maybe he's not seen. And, you know, people say, oh, you're selling yourself, but you go to the beach and you take a hundred pictures of yourself. You post them on social media. And uh -huh, what are you doing with that? Are you really helping someone? Like the, people mm. tend to judge just because you are on a stage because it's so it is it's always a swimsuit part that you know they they tend mm. to judge. But mm -hmm. I would just tell them that it's completely up to the contestants. Only God knows what it's inside that person's heart, and the the impact that that person can have. Maybe the the people around them don't have an, another opportunity to really experience God, but only through that person. So. Are you really going to say that you're not going to step into a place because that's where not that's not where God wants you to be? Just and I always look at Jesus. He went to the places where people didn't think that he should be with the people, and he surrounded himself with people that were judged by by the society. So mm -hmm. I think that first we have to look at him and realize what he is calling us to do. You know, only we know what can happen and the impact that that God can have through us. And so he needs us in those type of spaces. Taking into consideration God, he seems to be the center of your life. He's the center of my life. How does Alejandra see the swimsuit competition? I love it. <laughs> I honestly do. <laughs> and like, I... What does it mean for you? It's just for me personally, the fact that yes. everyone sees me as this really serious girl. Some people say that I intimidate them. I don't know why. I don't know why. But <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I can expose this other side of me, I just love that. And I don't feel uncomfortable with any of that. So, But it's, it's crazy because I go to the beach and I just take my towel off or whatever and just like run to the water. And when I get out, really? I just run to the towel. I'm not the girl that walks in the beach showing off her body. Right. I'm not like that's that. That's funny. So that's why people were really surprised when they saw me in the swimsuit competition because I was, I was only wearing, always wearing a towel. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. But I don't feel like I'm exposing myself. I don't feel like I'm selling myself. And, and I think that it, I, I really um careful with the pictures that I post, specifically if I'm in swimsuit with the faces that I make and the poses and I never do anything nude. Um, I really try to establish myself like some limits because I think that, yeah, that's important. But mm -hmm. I'm, I don't feel like there is anything wrong with the swimsuit competition because it's still something that we do when we go to the beach. So I don't see any different... I remember you saying in, in an interview, the pageants are enriching because of the tough experiences we face. So what tested Alejandra's character in the competition after all this conversation? You did your homework. <laughs> <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> I did mine as well. Very good. Very good. <laughs> um, 
I think the fact that we are exposed to the opinions of other people, that was really tough for me. And okay. when people start doing like their top picks and you don't see your face, not even in the top 15. And I was like, oh my God, I'm wasting my time. <laughs> These people, they don't know what I can do. <laughs> it, it, was, it was hard. They don't know me. Yeah. And I remember my first pageants, it was really uh -huh. rough for me because people would always judge me based on my age. And they would say, mm -hmm. oh, she's 18. She's got nothing to say. That was the thing that I was, I would always read on social media. I always ask God, like, okay, if this crown is not for me, just let me speak. Let me show them. Just let me speak. Like, that was my, my intention. That was the one thing that I wanted to accomplish. Right. And the fact that I got top three, I was like, Ooh. when I was in Vietnam, what was really rough for me my luggage didn't arrive and I spent four days just relying on strangers knocking on my door and giving me dresses that was really rough for me and I remember when I did my first live when I arrived to Vietnam I I never mentioned that I had lost my luggage I just yeah mm. she's my roommate I'm really excited everything's great when I ended that life I went to the bathroom and cried Because I was like, seriously, I spent three years waiting for this. I, I lost so many Aww. nights making my luggage, yeah. talking to designers, begging them to, to give me stuff. And I don't have them. I was like, I completely wasted my time. That was really tough for me. And just, you know, the, the everyday at the international pageant, they have the fact that you don't sleep a lot. Um, I didn't, I was completely alone. I didn't, I wanted to share that with my friends, with my family. And I would look at the clock. Oh no, they're sleeping or they're working. Mm. I cannot call them. So mm. that was really rough for me. But I think that I really embraced the Vietnamese people that went to the hotel for me. And I got to see so many other things. If everything, again, if everything went perfectly, I wouldn't have experienced everything the way that I did. And I feel like I really got to know the character of the Vietnamese people and of the other contestants that were like, oh, I have some earrings. I have my curling iron. Aww. If you need anything, you know, they were really nice. I know that you <laughs> share the importance of, develop of developing your creative side. Quote, and this you shared on Instagram, the arts have led me to be successful in so many aspects of my life. My question is, Taking into consideration the pressure, the everything that we go through, the beauty pageant industry, are you able to remain creative through the pain in the middle of the pressure? Yeah, like it makes you, like you have to be creative. So it, it has to be a part of you. You have to be creative. There are so many things that happen that you have to just respond on the moment. And so... For example, doing the makeup, you do your makeup every day and you're perfectly, but when you have the pressure, like you have to do this well because it's a competition, sometimes you screw up and you never screw up. Those are things that mm. are bound to happen. But there were many times like when I didn't have my luggage, when I didn't have my things, I didn't understand the language. Um, and just the fact I once I was at the airport and I couldn't deal with six seat six suitcases i couldn't deal with them so i needed to oh. establish communication with other people who i knew they didn't speak english and i had to be creative you know and so you know señales de fuego ayúdame help me and but i think it's really fun the fact that you do that and you feel okay i went to vietnam and i yeah. i did all of this so i can do anything send yeah, me whatever you want 
I have some speedy oh questions God. that I want to ask you. <laughs> so ready okay. or not, here we go. You have like approximately three to five seconds to answer them. Just choose one or answer the first thing that comes to, to your head. Oh, my God. Uh, so you ready? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Here we go. Nightgown color. Red. Self-help book to read through the competition. Um, I'm going to say the Bible. <laughs> I love that. Favorite mantra. I don't have one. Mascara or blush. Mascara. Smiling or serious catwalk. Serious. I have to smile Would you more. compete again? No. No. Oh, my God. That was so on the point. No. Why? Like I said, I don't feel like there's really any space for me. I'm 23. I could be saying, oh, I'm not going back. And in 2027, you see my Miss Universe Puerto Rico, you know, anything can happen. Right. But as right. of right now, it's, mm -hmm. it's not a plan. It's not a plan of mine. So what's next for Alejandra? I always wanted to have like my own modeling agency. And okay. the fact that I am a modeling teacher, it's something that I really enjoy helping girls, boys, um, even adults to have the self-confidence to do some things that they never thought that they would have done. It's something that I really enjoy. I'm, I'm trying to let go of the plan a little bit because it's hard when things... I always thought that at 23, I was going to be living alone with my own house, with a dream job. I was going to have the boyfriend of my dreams or the husband of my dreams. And, you know, right now it's like, no, that's uh -huh. not happening. Uh -huh. And it's okay because yes. I, don't, I cannot see myself like that. That was something that I thought of. So it's okay. It's okay to not just let go of the plan, but let yourself be surprised because I was offered many jobs in journalism And I turned them down because I really enjoyed education. And my mom is a teacher, so I always said that that was something that I was never going to do because I understood the responsibility and the job and the fact that you have to deal with the parents, with the kids. I'm letting myself be surprised and let go of the opinions of other people. Like, it's okay. I still love journalism. I still would love to work on that someday. But right now, this is a job that I am enjoying. I'm getting everything that I want, so... It's okay if you don't see it as this big, success, successful job, because to me, it is. And I feel useful and I feel like I'm doing something good with my life. So I'm just trying to focus on that and taking decisions based on that. After this conversation, here are my notes to self. Certain experiences are worth waiting for. Standing for what you believe in will sometimes make people uncomfortable. Stay poised, respectful, and true to yourself. Be careful to not lose yourself in the process of being politically correct or in line with popular beliefs. Don't judge your past self. It is those decisions and experiences that make you who you are today. Your story has purpose, period. Trust God's timing. We can agree to disagree and do it from a place of love and respect. Do not impose on somebody else's life, beliefs, or values. You can love and appreciate somebody and not necessarily agree or see eye to eye with them in everything you do. There's power in your struggles. Perhaps they give you the ability to connect with others because you've gone through a similar experience, so embrace it. Don't obsess over control when certain things don't go as planned. Maybe it's what you wanted, but not what you needed. Don't judge. 
only God knows what's inside of a person's heart. Let your creative side flow, especially in tough situations. But remember, to flow, you have to let go of control. Don't make decisions based on other people's desires. They have their own lives and they can make whatever they want with it. You get to decide over yours. Present your problems, concerns, and questions to God. He may not answer right away, but he's always listening, even if it doesn't feel like it. He's love, he's mercy, and he's good. Dare to step into places and be an extension of God. Thank you so much for being here. We're so grateful. Remember, we have a date every Tuesday, so grab the tea, coffee, or wine and make it your time. Perhaps also invite your girls. Trust me, they'll appreciate powerful conversations entre amigas. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at thruhazelseyes.official and Spotify through Hazel's Eyes. Ahora sí, me despido. Hasta la próxima.